It's time to venture into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we delve into the vast expanse of cinema and report on finding our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today on the ninth episode of Into the Filmverse, we'll be discussing the 2006 slice of life adventure, Old Joy, and various content we watch throughout the week. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network film lovers. You can find Bryce Payne at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch, spelled with a Y, it's M-Y-T-C-H. Before we dive into our weekly movies, well, our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. Uh, we're going to start out by talking about Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2. Uh, we're going to do a spoiler review here, um, so if you don't want to hear any spoilers about the second episode of, of Mandalorian Season 2, please uh, skip ahead five minutes, starting now. Alright, Bryce, what do you think? Yeah, I really like this episode. I like this more than the first one. <laughs> I think this is my second favorite, only because it felt like it was the, the, the cliffhanger at the end was kind of like jarred me a little bit. That I will, um, I will say, yeah, because it ended so suddenly. Not, I wouldn't like, say a cliffhanger, but just it? the fact that they didn't finish the story that they set up set up in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, it was That's like a, me about it, it was like a thirty five minute episode, and it was just like it ended so fast. And my wife and I were like. That's it? That's the whole episode? All I know is that Baby Yoda is a straight villain, dude. <laughs> she was so funny. Just straight up eating other people's species. Like, Mando's like, I'm going to walk back there. And oh shit. No, 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 so, no, no, no. You can't eat those babies. You can't eat those. So, of course, it begins where the last episode ends. He leaves Tatooine. Right. And he goes and he talks. He goes back to the um, sal- saloon. I want to call it saloon. Cantina. Cantina, yeah. And he meets Dr. Mandible. Which mm-hmm. I found was fucking hilarious for a name of an ant. And he gets told about this client that he can escort to another planet and they'll tell him where Mandalorians are. Of course, a frog. And it's a, it's a frog, which was really weird seeing her because it's like, it was a weird alien to see. It's like, alright. And of course, you know, we're, we're, I, was, I was really into it. I was like, alright, alright, I can see this going places. And she has a batch of eggs that so she has to transport to this planet because it's the last of her offspring. And if they die, her species dies, like her bloodline. Right. And, uh... They can't hyper... They can't do, um... Light speed. Light speed. Light speed because it'll ruin or basically scramble her eggs. So they have to travel at a just regular pace, like, you know... Through space. space. Yeah, they, through can't, space. they can't speed through. They have to go normal. And of course, she leaves baby Yellow Yoda alone. And that's just the funniest thing. She has her babies, and she's like, the last of my species? Let me put them in the back of the ship with no supervision. And, and, <laughs> and then, baby Yoda's like, ooh. Yeah, and I, I find it dumb that. Well, t- before I go into that, I want to mention I like how Mandalorian in the pre- first episode, he could speak to the Tusken Raiders, like, really easily. Like, he just knew their language. But the way this chick, he didn't know her language. Yeah, it makes it more realistic. Like, every oh, he doesn't know everything. Yeah. yeah, every Star Wars property, it's always like, Oh, R2-D2 Beats? Yeah, of course Anakin knows how to speak droid. Right, exactly. Of course! Oh, Luke? Of course! It's like, really? Like, don't, they don't know how to speak every language. I like the fact that they... Had the, had the barrier. Exactly, exactly. And she's like, um, brr, brr, brr. He's yeah. like, I don't fucking know your language, frog woman! But this, there is this controversy with Baby Yoda eating the eggs. Like, I, I think it's the stupidest thing ever. Controversy with Baby Yoda eating eggs. It's, like, it's a joke. What do you expect? <laughs> like, it's like, Baby Yoda doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's, uh, you know? In the... Fucking, like, food. the second episode of the Mandalorian, like, series, he ate a fucking frog just jumping around. Like, right, it exactly. doesn't surprise me at what, all. Wait, are you surprised? No. Like, no. And then, uh, when he got chased down by the rebel pilots, because these, these rebel right. pilots come, they're, like, police. Plus, one of the guys is like, Dave Filoni, right? Yeah. And the other guy was a guy from Kim's Convenience, which I've mentioned before. The, you know, he also played, uh, alongside the guy that did, uh, is gonna do Shang-Chi. Yeah, and then, uh, he's flying, and they show up, and they're, like, police. They're, like, sir? Have you been in the uh, the recent breakout from, I think it's like episode 6 of Mandalorian, that he like brought right. people out, and they were like, he's, he's like, like uh... fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he like, zoomed away onto this ice planet, which people are assuming is the planet from episode 1 of the Mandalorian, where he gets the bounty. Mm, right. 
and uh, he gets stuck there, trying to evade you know, Captain. What I think is cool, well, yeah, you know, the spiders that very much arrived. The Kinraths. Oh, the Kinraths. Well, I know, I just thought that by spiders. Uh, but what I want to do mention, or what I want to mention real quick, so you know how they, I like how they made the rebels not seem like the good guys. Usually, all the all the, they're like the rebels, they basically just replaced the empire. Yeah, it just seemed it just seemed like they were the dicks this time. Like, oh, like they're just like bad cops. Like, which I, cops I which I appreciate to. because it's not like the power the transfer of power couldn't have been like, oh, now we're good. It's like it's just a system of government. It's not nothing really, really changed. Right. Just one that was more upfront about it. But like, uh, he goes to his ice planet, gets stuck, and his ship gets fucking destroyed. And she's like, we gotta move. And he's like, he's nah, like, dude. Yeah, she's like, she fixes a robot, and she's like, we gotta go. And he's like, eleven. The fuck do you want me to do? <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, no, like, our ship's in half, dude. And she's and like, then, and then she runs off and go puts her eggs in something, and she fucks everything up for them. And then, of course, Baby Yoda has to touch some alien Yeah, he, like, he goes there, he's like, mmm, eggs. <laughs> he's like, mmm, more eggs, I need to eat all the time. And then, of course, the br- eggs break open, and a bunch of, like, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets or Aragog scenes start happening. Right. And they start running away from these kin rats, which is really cool seeing. And then they get to the ship, and the rebels come back, and... Basically save him. Save him. And yeah. he's like, can you help? And they're like, no. And they're then like, the episode just fucking ends. They're like, no, nah, we're just not going to kill you. Bye. <laughs> but the episode ends like real suddenly after that. And it's like, all right. Like, just give me the next episode. Give me the next episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, this is my third favorite episode of the series. It just keeps getting better. It does. It's like, it's even though better. it was so short, it was just so good to watch. Exactly. Like, I'm just excited to see what they have coming next, especially, you know, with Boba Fett coming yeah, up, and maybe. The, and the trailer was... showed, like, uh, the woman with her husband on a planet they're going to. Ooh. So it's like, maybe it'll be, like, a main thing. But, yeah. uh, regardless, that is our right. interpretation of The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2. Exactly. Season 2. Okay, so that Yep, it was wonderful. So, thank you guys for letting us talk a little bit of spoilers there for Mandalorian. And we'll get into episode three next Friday, exactly. seven days. Exactly. Can't wait for that. Um, so, moving on to some other movie news here. Um, we got some more bad news because of COVID. Um, not really surprising at this point, but no, still, need really to talk about. Like, still need to talk yeah. about it, though. <laughs> um, Murder on the Orient Express sequel, which I forgot the name. Death, Death of the Nile. Nile. That's it, yeah. I don't know, it just came to me. Um, <laughs> when I was writing it, I was like, and uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy uh, pushed off the 2020 reschedule. They haven't rescheduled yet. They just kind of took him off the reschedule. I'm not surprised. Wonder Woman's going to get delayed in like two weeks. Yeah. I-, I was expecting it to be delayed already, honestly. Like, it's- You're like, what a surprise. Weird. But I just think it's worth mentioning just just to know that there's no movies coming out. Still well, there's is- still quote-unquote movies coming out. Right, but no it's not... big movies it's not, but There's nothing that... Like, yeah, we'll go see something. I mean, there's no There's no blockbusters coming Right, out. exactly, exactly. Which um, I don't know if Death on the Nile would be considered a blockbuster, but Warren no, Miller Express did really well, so I can see it being a somewhat good movie. I would say, but it's, it's but it's a bigger movie compared to it's a bigger movie release. Other and depends to like especially uh, Free Guy, Let Him though. Go that just came out with Kevin Costner. Oh, oh, with, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, No Man Land, actually saw No Man Land's still on the uh, release schedule. Okay, I mean, oh yeah, see, like these smaller independent films where like they weren't gonna make much money anyway, so they might even gotten re- regular release in theaters. And Netflix is still releasing their movies in theaters for like right. their three days. Like Mink is is actually supposed to be released on the thirteenth in theaters. Oh, wow. Well, um, so that so that is that. So not some good news, but I mean, it's not really surprising at this point. So yeah, I'm we sorry. Have, <laughs> we have even more bad news coming up, though. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it, it also depends on how. Well, it I guess depends on your opinion. Yeah, on exactly. Um, me, it's bad news. I don't like it. Johnny Depp, um, and I won't say "quote unquote" steps away from Warner Brothers. He was really he got asked, fired. Yeah, he was asked Qu- not really, strongly. Guess, yeah, to it wasn't step really. Down. It wasn't really like they were like, "Get the fuck out." It was like, "Can you please yeah, can go you, away? Like, can you like step down from your role as uh, Grindelwald?" 
Which is um, really sad, because reportedly he really liked that role. He, like, he like really, yeah. really liked that role. And this comes off of a... And also, it's his biggest his biggest movie that was coming out. So I'll get, I won't get into, into what happened too much here, because I, I'm not we're, too versed in what yeah, really not, happened. So I don't want to... We're the outsiders looking in. Right, exactly. We're, so, But basically, the whole thing between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, there's allegations that he beat her, and but there's all, also allegations that she makes some of the stuff up, and that she actually hurt, tried and hurting him. And he came up with evidence or something. You know, it's a lot of stuff. It's there's a, a lot of stuff back and forth. It's a big court case. Right, exactly. There's a lot of stuff back and forth that... Uh, we're not 100% sure on yet, and, you know, people like to have opinions, which is is, is understandable. I do think, but though, I think it's important that to, if they fire, that if Warner Brothers gets rid of Johnny Depp, then you get rid of Amber Heard just to be impartial. Right, exactly. That's my point. It's like, I, I do understand, like, that people can have their own opinions and like, whatever, but if you're going to do one thing to one, especially that they're both part of the same company, Warner Brothers, if there's allegations on both sides, they should just like be like, you know what? Both. We're not going to be involved with either of you until you guys figure your shit out. Good exactly. luck to both of you. So that's why I, I'm not too keen on him leaving. Uh, not that I really care because I'm not a huge fan of Giant Depp in general, but I do care that I think that if they're gonna, they should exactly be impartial. Yeah, if they're it. gonna get, they're gonna get rid of one and get rid of the other. So it's just taking sides at that point. For a big company, it's not a good thing to do. Exactly, it's a good way to split your fan base. Yeah, and I've seen, it's just both sides. Depp is both a sides. very like popular man. He is exactly, and I won't say that I've seen Amber Heard him very much that I've been very impressed with. Other than Aquaman, because I like Aquaman, but I haven't seen her in anything else, so I'm like, I, I can do it without her. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, that's the same. Exactly. So, um, speaking of people that people love, or actors that people love, uh, Vin Diesel's Bloodshot that came out right before the pandemic hit and it didn't get its full release. Um, they just announced that they're making a second one. Like what? I haven't seen Bloodshot, so Mitchell, you have to tell me is that a good thing? Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna. Ooh. Oh, is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> Cross our fingers? Uh, okay, Bloodshot's not a great ma- movie. It's not... Oh, that's so sad. It's, it's, it's really <laughs> kind of... They pushed it so hard. <laughs> they did. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Let's just say that. Um, it's not like bottom of the barrel stuff, but it's, but it's still that, very much very... I know that Jade and I, when it came out, were very much like Bloodshot onward. And of course, we went with onward. Oh, yeah, onward is great. Like... Yeah. Um, if you like... Just nonsensical action with like mind-numbing story points, and sure. Like so, basically, did it, want... did it have an ending that warrants a sequel, or is it just kind of like a closed book ending? Couldn't even tell you, dude. I don't even know. That. I don't remember <laughs> what the story of that movie is. No, it's really just like there's no there's nothing to it. It's like if you watch the Fast and Furious movie, you you watch this movie already. Oof. It's so, a diesel contract in that movie. Exactly. It's it's not. I mean, it's not like about family, or whatever. But it's but it's very much just like his stereotypical. Oh, but the effects look kind of cool. They, that that's what I did put my review when I when I first put it out. I said it, the effects look cool. Because even um, when I watched the trailers, I was like, "Oh shit!" Even that movie's awful. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's very much of the bland Vin Diesel thing. I, from my reviews, um, I gave it a three star review. So I guess pretty normal. Although I, um, I said, movie. this is my review of it. I said, "Bloodshot is a shotgun spray from five feet away that misses its target. It's as boisterous and energetic, energetic as any Vin Diesel flick." But it fails to bring any new life to the superhero genre. Movies like this is why superhero or the phrase superhero movie fatigue is used. Five, I guess I give it a five out of ten. Oof, fifty percent. Yeah. So that still means like either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not. Like I said, it's not terrible. Maybe, but it's not maybe like, they'll improve it in the sequel. That's what I'm hoping. Maybe because maybe they have 
They, um, they can look at what faith. they did, and they can look at like how they could improve it, right. and make it better. That's what I'm hoping too. But yeah, I'll definitely have to check that one out soon, guys. Um, I'll have to get to it. You've seen? I'm pretty sure you've seen the next film that, that was coming out. Jade and um, I were supposed to see the sequel to it. So like was I. Week, like literally a, three days before COVID hit. And this film we're talking about is John Krasinski's A Quiet Place, um, and the A Quiet Place Three, which a third Quiet Place movie, which is actually going to be a spin-off of the series, not actually directed by John Krasinski. I don't like that. Um, is <laughs> just kind of, it's kind of like in the universe of, of A Quiet Place, but it's not John Krasinski. It's not going to be directed. Yeah, but that's like that's like looking in the Conjuring series and being like. Oh, here's Annabelle, but it's not really like directed by the same people. Yeah. It's just a spinoff. See, see and that's <laughs> why I like I like the beginning beginnings of like zombie movies, but then, but then like you start getting into like 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 you make a third zombie film and you're like, okay, I I get it, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, I guess before I make any judgment on them making a third one, I would have to just see the second one. Right. Yeah, because we were supposed to see the second one probably what, this March. March, last, uh, this March, but obviously that's right when. COVID hit, and now so. it's like I think it's on like an April release date, but with everything they've postponed, that can be fucking different. Right. So I mean, it's supposed to be April twenty twenty one now, but um, so it makes sense why they're making a third one because I'm sure they're planning on this one being a big success, just like the first one was. The problem is if they make this too much of a franchise, it's gonna lose its magic. It depends. Like I said, it always depends on how you spin it well, off. And yeah, if, but if once again, like, it depends on the second one because right. like. The first one is I. I'm gonna say a masterpiece. Like, that is yeah, because the, the, the second one, unique films ever the second one, it's gonna go back and forth between them, f- the first start, starting of the invasion and what they're doing now afterwards. Yes. So it might like expound on the um, lore. Yeah, on the lore. So they might have like places to go with it. Um, but no, just it's, it's just it's yeah. follow a different family. It's really, it's really hard for me to like judge it if I was in the second one. I'm like, oh, third one. All right, maybe. Right, exactly. I'm I'm on the same boat, especially with not with John Krasinski directing. That's yeah, like John Krasinski, like who would have thought Jim from The Office could do such an amazing? I know. Director. I, I, as soon as he did a Quiet Place, and I knew, like I I just fell in love with him. Just was like, dude, You're like, oh, and, and, fantastic. Then he, and then he did SGN. I'm like, okay, dude, you're my favorite actor. So I don't care whatever you're in. I'm I'm, in, I'm there for. <laughs> he's such a talented man. <laughs> I, I I hope he's the uh, new. Uh, Read Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic in the yeah, Fantastic Four. I, that'd be so cool because it would be like, ha, validation. That would be amazing, but we'll see. We'll see if Marvel's actually willing to do something like that. Honestly, I need to see Deadpool for another Deadpool movie first. What the fuck are they doing with Ryan Reynolds? Piss. Goddamn. Okay. Ryan Reynolds just call me him every day. Like, Kevin Feige. Come on, man. I mean, you're never going to hear this podcast, but please <laughs> do it, Please do something with Deadpool. Okay. Um, so, with the mo- most recent movie news dissected and spun into dutiful discussion, we venture on to some of our weekly movie watches. Um, we've got a few to go through here. Um, we'll start with a new horror film that got released on Netflix recently called His House. This is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's basically about like a dude and a wife. A, a, a uh, immigrant family from... Yeah. God, what is it? I don't call it. I don't know where it's from. I don't remember where. It's like... It's like... It's from Africa or something? It's from an African country, but it's like a prominent yeah. one. I just forget. We watched it last week, so right. But, exactly. um, but they basically they were coming over on boat. They got the boat got destroyed, and then they got picked up by the UK, um, and they immigrated to the UK. Right, and then they got set up in this house that seemed and, seemingly haunted, but it was really just there. And they're having to deal with the ghost of their past. Yeah, it was really just with them dealing with their ghosts of their pasts. Um, but God, dude, something it was like really that. creepy. Holy shit, it was really creepy. I there was like this great scene with like the light switch. Oh yeah, I do that was know. just like oh fuck. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like a lot of the horror elements, like they were really great, and then it just kind of like like it would do really good, and then the it would, like 
go away. And then it would go good, and then it would go away. But overall, I had a fun time with it. I mean, yeah, very fun time. Like, um, holy shit, dude, that lights, that, that scene alone makes the movie worth watching. It is certainly some of the better horror films that you can watch out there. At least on Netflix. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix doesn't have very good horror they movies. They don't have a lot of any horror movies, actually. I was trying to, last month I tried doing, like, a horror thing on Netflix, and it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, a, it's definitely one that you should watch if you're in a newer Netflix release, especially horror-themed. It's a pretty good watch. I definitely recommend it. I think it gave it, like, a 3 out of 5. Yeah, I think I somewhere three, out of, three and a half out of five or something like that. It's pretty good. Uh, we watched. Uh, we got we got absolutely drunk last <laughs> week, and we decided to watch Ted. We did. We're like, fuck it, let's watch Ted. <laughs> uh, I have not seen this movie since I was like, God, I want to say like twelve. Which oh um, no, twelve year old watching Ted probably it's isn't appropriate. A, right? No, not at all. But. It's been a year or two since I've seen it. But uh, I was I was fairly surprised at how much I was actually laughing and into it. I love Ted, dude. I, I don't know why. Just the concept of a teddy bear, just like, just make, just being like an adult, but like just a, just a fuck up adult, just cracks me the hell up. And as as we were watching it, I was like, man, it's starting to come back to me. Some of these story elements, because it's about thunder, a, you can suck my dick. If you haven't seen Ted, it's about a teddy bear brought to life when this boy is a kid. You know, I think he was like ten. Yeah, like that. you know, probably younger. But uh, this big teddy bear comes to life, and he he can talk and eat and smoke and drive and smoke and weed and drive and drink alcohol and do sex, cocaine, you know. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but he, he walks uh, and go have an orgasm. Oh yeah! It basically premises around oh, yeah. the guy the guy who owned quote unquote owns Ted having to try to become an adult on his own without Ted, right? And struggling with that, and Ted having to like deal with the fact that he is that's a talking teddy bear. That's another thing. Own. It's so much. It's so much smarter than just a regular like. Comedy film. I mean, it's just like you have a teddy bear and a dude like they're best friends. Like you could just go. You, there's so many different ways you could go with it that I just love the way that they decided to go. Yeah, it's film. so it's so funny. It's so it's it, it's like back back when uh, Family Guy was written like well, it wasn't just a bunch of fart jokes and shit. So it's like <laughs> it's actually written pretty damn well. Exactly. And I know you uh, you had an Emma Stone day. Well, I did. I love Emma Stone. Um, so after I don't know if it was after I watched Ted, but or, but I, I was at my home. And I was wanting to watch a movie just because I just randomly felt like it. And I turned on Netflix, and the first thing that popped up was Easy A, um, starring Emma Stone. And uh, I had never seen this because I thought it was like one of those like gross, like super sex-filled things, like uh, well, movie like Sex Drive or Blue Mountain State or American Pie, just things like those. So I never watched this one. But then uh, I saw this Emma Stone, and I was like, screw it, I'll just give it a, a shot. And there, but it's very much a satire, and um. Kind of like um, not another T movie. It's very much like that. Yeah, you really like those satire films. I, I do. <laughs> it's because they're like, they're like they're like oh these are films that like this is all the tropes that you would normally see in it and like this is why they're bullshit or like this is or, this is we're like oh we, we we recognize that we're not gonna do that or or then they do it but then like call themselves out on it but make it smart. I don't know. I just like seeing tropes played in a different way that you wouldn't think of or like compounding it because basically her her whole thing was that like. Somebody heard a rumor that that she did something sexual, and so she's like, and so then it just started going around the whole school, and you know normally like the whole like thing would be like, oh no, you don't don't make rumors at school, and she's like, nah, fuck that, I'm gonna take those rumors and I'm gonna make them true, and she basically like pretended to become a lot of super slut. Oh yeah, my uh my older sister actually really loves this film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I don't know, I thought it was, I thought it was really cool, and I love Emma Stone too. Although I'm seeing Amanda Bynes. In a role that's not the Amanda Show is really creepy. I don't know if any of you know what the Amanda Show is, but if you're old enough to know what that is, just seeing Amanda Bynes in anything other than that show is just not 
It's just not okay. When I was a kid, that show always was, like, really weird. Like, no, nope, it, it is really weird. Show. No, you're not supposed to, I don't <laughs> think. But that's what I'm saying. Seeing her in a regular role is not okay. <laughs> um, uh, I watched this... Actually, I'm going to let you talk about um, a movie that you watched the other day called Elephant Man. Dude, this movie is so fucking good. Sorry, lizards are being weird. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so The Elephant Man is, a night, is the directorial debut of Mr. David Lynch. David Lynch. And uh, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, you will recognize David Lynch from a certain short film that Mitchell absolutely hated called uh, What Did Jack Do? <laughs> I don't know. That's not even a fun film. And oh. of course, that is um, that is the first David Lynch thing I had actually seen. So I was like, all right, weird. Okay, cool. <sighs> and then uh, I watched The Elephant Man. And it is a newer Criterion release, which is why I watched it. But it's, it's about a true story about a guy named John Merrick who was around in the 1800s. And uh, he was born very disfigured, very uh, a lot of diseases, very ill. And this doctor basically takes him in from a freak show and like, tries to give him a proper life, tries to show him humanity, tries to show him, like, you know, you can be treated well even if you're different. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really good. It's really sad. It's like at one point he gets kidnapped by the guy that the doctor saved him from and they forced to be a freak show again, locked in a cage with apes. And, oh, like, it's pretty fucked up, but it's like it's based on a true story. And so, like, we were watching it, my wife and I, we were, uh, we were just, like, amazed with how, like, respectful he was to everybody. Respect. And, uh, it stars, uh, uh the, the great Anthony Hopkins, who Ooh. you will know as Hannibal Lecter from yeah. Sons of the Lambs. And it also stars John Hurt, who you will recognize as Ollivander from Harry Potter. Ooh. He was also an alien as the guy who has the chestburster come out of his skin. <laughs> he also played the war doctor in Doctor Who. Okay. Like he's a very, very prominent English actor, and they yeah. were both so, so good. Yeah, actually, not. And, uh, I mean, I didn't. I mean, I knew <laughs> that you said that the guy played Hannibal Lecter, wasn't it? But I didn't realize that the guy was in it too. So it's yeah, it's it's amazing. Actually, it was um, it actually made my wife and I cry a couple times. Oh. And the the ending, which is based on truth, so if I spoil it, it's really not a spoiler because it's real life and mm-hmm. you know. Do your research, but um, also sometimes when, you, especially when you know spoilers or even things, it's, it's really the journey of the film that makes it makes. It John fun. John Merrick died at the age of twenty nine, okay, because he wanted to sleep like everyone else because he could not sleep on his back. And so one night he decided to sleep on his back and he passed away due to his weight weighing too much and it broke his neck. Oh my goodness! What the hell? Well, broke his neck. It like dislocated his neck from his head because he's so like, he's so big. It do is. Have you seen a picture of him? No. Okay, let me pull. I'm gonna pull up a picture real quick. But no, it was um, dude, it was like it was a sad, sad, sad. Movie. Wait, so you're saying that I, I thought the ultimate image was just a, ma- a mask that you were wearing? Is that what it actually actually looks like? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I thought he. I thought the ultimate man you were bringing up was just no. That's that's him. We're showing John Mitchell the picture right now. Oh my goodness. He is a. He was a real guy. <laughs> and uh, very disfigured, very ill. And he, he died because he went home to sleep like everybody else. That's a little sad. It's a sad movie. But it's wow. it's it's real life. <laughs> wow. And that for David Lynch's directorial debut, holy fucking shit, this dude said his bar is high. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things you don't want to do when you start a movie. I mean, but it's good, but also he, bad. He, he also did such an amazing job in his later works. Like, he, he was, well, he's well known from Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. Blue Velvet. He did really, he did, he made Twin Peaks. Which is one of the most prominent TV shows ever yeah. made. Yeah, that's he, he, He's a fucking great director, great writer. Just not with what did Jack do? But I swear, he, he must have been just like. He, on he drugs. had been like, 
fuck it, I've done as much good shit as I'm going to do. I'm going to do something weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just can only think that he just was like, I just don't care right now. It's just like, hit auto-generate and make something for funny. Or for shits and giggles. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's actually, I mean, I that actually sounds pretty interesting to watch, not going to lie. Yeah, it was so good. Like, it was, I was like, shit, dude, this makes me watch all of his other shit. Like, it's that good. So tell me about this other film that you also watched called Destiny Reds Again. It is a 1950 western. Okay. Starring um, John James Stewart, who okay. you will know as the main character of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. He is a actor that I actually really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Destiny Reds Again is about a town who basically is corrupt. They're run by bullies kind of thing. Like they're terrible men. And they basically go, you know, we'll make the town drunk our sheriff. So that way we can do whatever we want. And the town drunk's like, alright, alright, I'm gonna bring Destry. And everyone's like, oh, Destry? Cause he, cause Destry? His, uh, Destry, the James Stewart's character, is the son of this famous lawman. And they're like, alright, Destry comes in, he's gonna, he's gonna straighten up the town. Okay. And so Destry comes in, and he's like this really polite man who has, who doesn't carry guns, doesn't believe in violence, and only believes in upholding the law. And of course everyone is like, you don't believe in violence. You're a sheriff. You don't believe in violence. Sure. Right, you dumb fuck. <laughs> and they basically they start bullying this man because he's a pacifist. He's like, you know, I don't believe in violence. I don't want to fuck with it. Like, I just want to uphold the law. Hexa Ridge. And uh, there's this great scene where, because, you know, he doesn't carry guns. Right. So everyone thinks, like, oh, he's, he's, he can't stop shit. He has no power. The fuck is so like Hexa Ridge? So there's this great guy comes in with a... He rides into town shooting guns, like, with three men, and he stops them, and he's like, hey, can I see those guns? And he's like, well, be careful, they're loaded, like, ha, 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 you know, it's, it's Destry, he's not going to do anything. So he gets it, he's like, that's a really good way. He looks like, you know, he probably hit those things on top of the thing, he's a little, like, nuts on top of this board, he bang, 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 and shoots them all off without missing a shot, and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, we cannot mess with this, dude. Like, he's a good shot, fuck. <laughs> and it just, it ends up, like, him just trying to uphold the law and do everything right ends up, you know, the t- the, as most movies like this go, he helps the town try by doing the right thing and not giving into temptation and doing the wrong. Sure. And it's, it's, it's pretty, it's a really good Western. I like, like that. Um, it sounds a lot like, um, I mean, obviously this came before, but like, Hacks are Ridge. Yeah, a pacifist who just wants to do the right thing. Right, exactly. And teaches a lot of people about how you can use, even if it's not always the right way, you can, it still is a way that you can do good without having... Yeah, he, he ends up like, just changing the whole town's perspective. Exactly. And it's a, uh, you know, James Stewart is probably the best part of the movie. Sure. Because he is a phenomenal actor. But right. it, is, it is definitely a movie that if you want to watch an old, good black and white western, it's one that I would recommend. Especially because my, uh, my grandpa, who passed away three years ago, mm-hmm. was really into westerns, and this is one of his favorite movies. Oh, wow. And I could, I definitely see why. It is very, very good. Well, I mean, it's awesome, especially you get a piece of your grandpa to notice her. Yeah, it's like, Damn, I wish I'd watched this back when he was alive. Well, yeah, it's a share with him, exactly. But at least, you know, you kind of know that it's, that was part of his favorite thing. It's something you can share. Yeah, I mean, as I'm getting more into film, I'm watching more films like that. Like, uh, more westerns and stuff that I just never would have watched. And I'm like, that kind of sucks when I'm not able to talk to him about this. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's all good. I'm watching better films. Right, exactly. And I know you watched a, uh, a good Robert, Robert Patterson film. Well... After say, all of our talks about his terrible French accent and his terrible... <laughs> I wouldn't say it's necessarily good, but the film is called Good Time. Uh, Are you saying he did not have a good time in a movie called Good Time? No, no, I did not. <laughs> uh, man, this movie is just weird. Like, it's not... 
So yeah, Robert Pattinson basically like he robs a bank with his. his um, is this a futuristic home? Nope. Uh, with his no. Nope. Oh, okay. I thought it would be. <laughs> nope. He just ro- he robs a bank with his um, special ed brother, and basically leaves his brother to the cops, and he, his brother goes in prison. And then he he's trying to get the money to get out of his brother out of prison, and then like the movie just takes a weird turn as he as his brother gets beat up in the hospital. I'm gonna spoil this because honestly it doesn't matter, and I don't want you to watch this to be honest with you. So oh damn, um, I actually wanted to watch this, but all right, let's do this. Yeah, no, Ruin my I don't, opinion. I, I mean, I, I don't even care. So <laughs> I don't care either. That's why I'm gonna go for it. It's one. Of the, see, here's the thing though. So he about halfway. This is gets to halfway through the film. His brother, you know, his brother is uh, taken by the cops, and then he gets he gets in prison. And obviously, his brother doesn't realize the dynamics of prison, so he gets beat up in prison because he tries changing, changing the TV channel. <laughs> like he just gets like beat up by the whole cafeteria. That's probably just something that actually happens, right? <laughs> completely mashed. And then so he goes to the hospital. Robert Pattinson finds out that his brother's in the hospital, so he goes to the hospital to try and take his brother out. Well, he grabs the wrong dude. How do you grab the wrong dude? Because his, his face is wrapped in, like, okay, stuff. Okay, okay. That makes me... I was like, right. how do you not grab your so brother? He, so he thought it was his brother because the cop was outside the door, plus his face was wrapped, plus he had, like, the same build, like, body body mass. Okay. So, but you don't find that out for another 20 minutes, probably. And by the time you find <laughs> it out, it's just, like, then they go on some, like, drug, cocaine, trying to find these weird drugs, and then trying to find this money. To, and then, like, you never get to, you never get to resolve anything at the end. It's just, like... The end of it is just like Robert Pattinson driving away in a taxi, and then the dude's still in prison. Are that th- sounds like a shit ending. Yeah, it's the, well, he's not in prison. He he went to like some like well, ment- uh, like a place for mental health prison. Mental health prison. Okay, but still, like it just ends like that. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, it's literally just him. It's just literally just Robert Pattinson looking at a taxi, just like all blank faced, like he just failed, and then and then it goes cuts to the, um, you know the the brother. At, like doing like a mental health exercise with some other people. It's a shit ending. Yeah, that's why I was just like, it's not that good, dude. Like, it's, you it's know, like you know what else had a really shit ending? What's that? Old Joy. Oh yeah, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, I think I think we should probably talk about it before we get we to talk- a good one. Okay, fine. Because uh, so well, there's no, it's a really the- shitty way to end the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the podcast. Right. Well, with our thoughts on the various content we watched throughout the week, um, sort of. Uh, the week's following into this film verse, let's move on to our film verse feature. Each week before our podcast, we watch a film that the other person wants to share. Last week, Bryce chose the 2006 slice of life adventure, Old Joy. Adventure my ass. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> um, I'm not going to even give this time of day. I'm not going to even read Don't this. Don't even read it, because it's just going to make it sound so much cooler than it actually was. Nope, I'm not going to read this. It basically is just about two dudes in a truck. Dude, straight up, straight up, the whole fucking premise is these two guys going, Hey man, you want to go camping? Yeah, alright, that sounds fun. Let's get naked. Oh, we go, we went camping. Let's find out, let's go to Hot Springs. Alright, yeah, sure, that sounds fun. Wanna smoke some weed? Yeah, sure, that sounds fun. Dude. Oh, let's go home. <laughs> sure, that sounds fun. I think there's like one line, it was like, dude, I think I'm gonna be a dad. He's like, that's heavy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that one place that we went to? Yeah, I do, man. I think I'm gonna go there. No, it's closed. Oh, dang, dude. Hey, I need to sell these records. No, man, you can't do that. It's closed now. Oh, shit, bummer, man. Things are changing. What the fuck kind of dialogue that is, is this? That is literally the movie, though. It's not even It's the joke. whole thing, dude. Like, we, we straight up, like, we're watching it, and there's, like, 20 minutes of just straight car driving with silence. And no, it wasn't 20 minutes. Like, it was probably, like, playing. 30%, 35%, 40% of the movie. Yeah, we're, like, we're sitting there at one point. We're, like, trying to figure out a film to watch after this because this was so fucking shit. Right. And the guitar music was playing, which was the music. Fucking well done. That's music good music. Is good, yeah. But then it's, like, we're just sitting there, and it's just guitar playing, and we're, like... 
How much you want to bet they're still driving that fucking car? And he Mitchell went over. He's like, yeah, they're still driving that fucking car. It's like big shocker yep. there. Just get, like because the, 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 literally the di- there was no dialogue for like, at least fifteen minutes, solid fifteen minutes. It was just like the truck driving down a road. Yeah, and then just guitar music. Just, exactly. I was like, the fuck kind of movie You're is like, it? Wow, this is surreal. Wow, this is so artistic. No, dude. Seventy six no. minutes of horribly shot, horribly edited, horribly written. Art house garbage. Yeah, and I don't know because uh, you, you go on to like some like the reviews and it's like, it goes, yeah, like, like four like, to five stars. Five stars. This is the best movie ever. It made me feel so. I was like, the fuck did it make you feel? It made me feel tired. <laughs> it made me feel like I wanted to watch a movie where something happened. <laughs> I was like, don't get me wrong. I watch a lot of like art house films, but like, fuck, dude. At least they something happens in them. And speaking of something that happens and everything happens in this film, dude. No, it's not, no I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh, okay. I know I'm not the biggest supporter of Slice of Life films. Right. I know I'm very much like, you know, they're not the best. But if, like, Mitchell, who was like, he normally is like okay with Slice of Life, like it seems, is sitting there like, no, nah, dude, sucks. it wasn't it's even like, like, fuck, man, this movie's horrible. There just was, okay, there's just no, there's no substance or anything. Like, the whole, okay, the whole premise was that, like, that this guy was going to become a father soon, and he's like, he wanted to take a road trip just to, like, kind of cleanse his head and, like, hey, I'm prepared to be a father. But it, it turned out to be, like, I, that, that that was like one line of dialogue in the whole film. Otherwise, it was just them riding, literally just riding around a car. It's like they're not even talking about like anything. Not, yeah, it's like they discuss someone of like their old days. Like you know, I get old joy. You're supposed to be like the old joy of youth or whatever. But it's like they didn't fucking do anything to try to relive their youth. They went fucking camping and sat in hot spring naked. You know what? This is how I feel like. I know you're super excited for Nomad. Was it Nomad? Nomadland. Uh, Nomadland. This is how I feel like that movie's gonna be. I'm gonna be so mad at this because so many people are banking for it to win Best Picture. And I'm told, so I, I told you. I, this is how. I feel. That's why I don't want to watch it. Because, but I will. Because you will for you. But I just feel like that's how this is gonna be. That one's gonna be. But um, I just it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing. We found a different film versus feature. <laughs> Yeah, we, it was so disappointing. We were like, we need something else to watch. Because okay, so we didn't watch a uh, movie night Monday this, sure, movie this right, week. Which exactly. normally we watch a Best Picture winner and whatever, but we didn't do that this week. One of our people, it was his turn to pick a movie, and he had a family emergency, so we couldn't watch a movie. Right, but uh, we were like, if we don't fucking watch another movie, this podcast is gonna have no fucking substance. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just like, we're, I just put sand in my mouth and just spew that out instead of this podcast. Um. So, actually, I'll let you announce what we what we ended up watching. We watched a 1975. I think it's 1975. I think it is 1975. Uh, Mel Brooks film called Blazing Saddles. That is the most. I want to say raunchy. I like, I, want, I, like raunchy. I was like, it's not really racist. It's not really like. No, because it's I feel just, like it's I mean, mean it, it is. It's like it's, it is, but it's, it's also like mean to everything. So it's not. It's not, it's not racist. The fact it's like pointing one person out or one culture out. It's literally everybody. Everybody gets called out. Everybody. Exactly. And that's that's what makes it so watchable. Especially since, since it was from the, all in the past. I mean, there are still a couple of like, ways they say things and just like, uh. But, <laughs> I mean, they still do that these days, especially when they need to, when they're doing certain types of films from period but pieces. But this, this just like, but, it, it's, it's impressive how much a movie that can be so raunchy and so bra- fucked up yeah, can still be like so watchable. Exactly. No, I honestly had like a lot of fun with this film. Like, I was not. I, I mean, I heard about this in the past, and you know, westerns aren't usually my thing. But this is just like a. It's like Monty Python meets westerns. So the story of Blazing Saddles is a young African American man is chosen by a corrupt politician to be a sheriff of a very racist town. 
And that's yeah. In part of this town, he does whatever he can to save this town from being taken out, so they can build a railroad over it. Yeah, that's pretty much the premise of it. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just like <laughs> the I best said, way like to I said, describe it. <laughs> to me, it's just to me, it's like Monty Python meets westerns instead of fantasy. Yeah, it, it has Gene Wilder in it, which is he's so I love. You know, honestly, I started looking at Gene Wilder films because I want to watch more Gene Wilder films because I love Gene Wilder. Yeah, he's such a good actor. I, his eyes to me, I'm like, bro, I can melt in those eyes. Yeah, he's he always just looks so tired in this film too. He just like always looks so out of it. He's just like the Waco yeah, kid. I'm the Waco kid, <laughs> fastest guns in the world. Yeah, but you can, <laughs> honestly, I feel like everybody should should take a look at this film because it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, it's like it's one of those films. Like, if you want to know how like okay this film is to watch, I had to watch this in film class. Like they they were like we're gonna watch the Blazing Saddles. All you think about was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> the Blazing Saddles. What is that? Well, my dad had bought this film a week prior because he really liked this film, and I was like. This seems like the most racist, fucked up film I've ever seen in my life. And then my film class is like, we're watching Blazing Saddles. Hey, what? It's like, the fuck? <laughs> They're like, this is weird. It's like, this is a socially acceptable movie to play in a college film class? I guess, I mean, it's really because, I think it's because that ending is the biggest thing. Dude, the movie, it... it, it I'm not going to take, well, I mean, obviously if I say Monty Python, you should obviously just kind of cue into what's it's happening. Just, uh, it's just, it's one of those films that's like... I like Mel Brooks. He's done a lot of good stuff. He did uh, Spaceballs for all of you that know that film, because that movie's really popular to do Star Wars. Spaceballs! Oh, wait. Oh. Which we were also going to watch, but... I said Spaceballs we... thinking Space Jam. <laughs> we were going to watch Spaceballs, Space but we decided to watch Blazing Saddles, because it is my favorite Mel Brooks film. Hey, watch up, dog. And it is just... It's so... It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never yeah, heard Mitchell laugh so much in a comedy. It's, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, and um, I guess I will announce my next film verse feature, um, which I just decided on right now because I had I had a few. Of them, I don't want to say there's a few of them I want to save, and I kind of wanted to watch something. You, I've picked a lot of like more. I want to say I don't know popular movies. I think want to say the past few weeks, um, and now I want to pick something that. I know you haven't seen yet, but I definitely want to share with you, and I, I would like to see it again, because um, I saw it in theater when it came out. It's called The Farewell, starring Aquafina. <gasps> I really want to see that. I know. I really want to see it again, too, and I just feel like it's... I feel like I, it's important to see... I feel like it's a really good film to see. I have, I have been, like, so close to watching this movie, like, four fucking times. <laughs> I actually started it and got, like, two minutes in, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> no, this movie's really good. Like, I, I'm just not ready to be sad, because I know it's about a sad thing, and I'm like, I don't want to be sad. I really don't feel like being sad right now. So. No, it's, it's weird, because you'd think you'd be sad, but it's very holistic. And Aquafina is a really good actress. I love so. Aquafina. I'm, I'm pretty... She's, she, like, she goes up there with one of my favorite. Like, after watching her in, like, two films, I'm like, I want to see you in everything. Yeah, she, she's just so charismatic. Like, yeah, shit, the first time I saw naturally her, charismatic. The first time I saw her in a movie was Dr- uh, um, Jumanji Two Next Level. Who was she in Jumanji? She was like one of the characters at the end. Like she came in at, like the last, oh the oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I was thinking of them. Too. I was like, who is this chick? She's hilarious. And then I saw her, and then and then I think and then I think I next I saw her in was um, the farewell. And I was like, holy sh... Like, this is crazy. And then Crazy Rich Asians, which she was amazing in. Yeah, I've only ever seen her in Ocean's 8. Which I haven't seen, so, like, honestly, I want to watch Ocean's 8 just because of her. I know... And I know some people said she's not even in it that much, right? No, she's not. But, but she's still, good in it. like, anything she's in, I'm just like, I'll take it out just because of her. 
Yeah, I'm really sorry about Old Joy. I thought it was going to be a lot better. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I guess it's one of those things that whenever you choose a movie, you're not, especially when you haven't seen it yet, you're not really sure how it's going to turn out. And honestly, that premise of Old Joy sounds really nice. I know. That's why I was like, two um, guys living up to the living up to the past, trying to like, you know, learn to be adult. And it's it was like, 2016, right? It came out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think a 2016 film is going to be good? I mean, even if it's an art art film, I was like, Bryce, I was like, you're. Like a little five minute thing you shot was better, way better than whatever this was. Yeah, it's so 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 bad. I was like so mad. I was like, this is supposed to be so much better. Criterion, you let me down. You let me down this time. <laughs> awesome guys. Well, thank you for joining us as we talk movie news. Shared our thoughts on the season two episode two of Mandalorian. Plunged deep into the film verse with his house. Good time, and drank for the well of infinite movies while watching Old Joy and the Blazing Saddles. New episodes come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne on Letterboxd at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And guess what? We now have an Instagram up. And we have an Instagram. Um, it is at, Into the Filmverse Podcast. Exactly, at Into the Filmverse Podcast on Instagram. And we will be putting on like, like things about our next episodes coming out. Exactly, or just other random um, Batman and, and stuff, stuff that comes to mind. <laughs> exactly, things to help promote the podcast. Exactly. Uh, well, that's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles. And until not next time, Excelsior. That was an episode. Forty-one minutes and forty-six. I think. Okay.